Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll go to the website and find out more. It's johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including guests uh, William Yateman, who is a senior legal fellow at the Pacific Legal Foundation. We'll also visit with Catherine Hallinan, who is the outreach coordinator for the community pregnancy clinics. Kim Dye is the chief advancement officer for Gulf Shore Playhouse. Big news on that front, as well as Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture and author of many books, his latest, Architectures Beyond Boxes and Boundaries, My Life by Design terrific uh, read. It is February the 3rd, and on this day in 1959, rising American rock stars Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and J.P. the Big Bopper Richardson were killed when their charter Beechcraft Bonanza uh, plane crashed in Iowa a few minutes after takeoff from Mason City on a flight headed for Moorhead, Minnesota. Investigators blamed the crash on bad weather and pilot error. Holly and his band, the Crickets, had just scored a number one hit with That'll Be the Day. After mechanical difficulties with the bus tour, uh, Holly and uh, charter, a charter plane for his band hired one uh, for his band to fly between stops on winter dance party tour. However, Richardson, who had the flu, convinced Holly's band member Waylon Jennings to give up his seat, and Richie Valens won a coin toss for another seat on the plane. Holly, born in, as Charles Holly in Lubbock, Texas, and just 22 when he died, began singing country music with high school friends before switching to rock and roll after opening for various performers, including Elvis Presley. By the mid-50s, Holly and his band had a regular radio show and toured internationally, playing hits like Peggy Sue and Oh Boy and Maybe Baby and Early in the Morning. Holly uh, wrote his own songs, many of which were released after his death and influenced such artists as Bob Dylan and Paul McCartney. Another crash victim, J.P. Big Bopper Richardson, 28, started out as a disc jockey in Texas and later began writing songs. Richardson's most famous recording was of the rockabilly Chantilly Lace, uh, which made the top 10. He developed a stage show based on his uh, radar persona, the Big Bopper. The third crash victim was Richie Valens, born Richard Valenzuela in sub suburb of uh, Los Angeles, who was only 17 when the plane went down, but he had already scored hits like Come On, Let's Go, Donna, and La Bamba, an upbeat number based on traditional Mexican wedding song, although Valens spoke very little Spanish. In 1987, Valen's life was portrayed in the movie La Bamba, and the title song, performed by Los, uh, Los Lobos, became a number one hit. Valens was posthumously uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2001. Singer Don McLean memorialized Holly, Valens, and Richardson in the 1972 number one hit, American Pie, which refers to February 3, 1959, the day the music died. Three great performers uh, gone before their time. Well, Florida isn't just for retirees anymore. For the first time in at least 40 years, there are more jobs in the Sunshine State than there are in New York, part of the trend of Americans fleeing south to lower-cost states. Florida ended 2022 with 9,578 
9,578,000 jobs, non-farm jobs, while New York had, uh, well, maybe 2,000 less than that, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. It's the first time in data going back to 1982 that Florida had more, more workers than New York. Interesting statistic. Well, that's the good news. Here's <laughs> This is a little alarming. Nearly 25% of all millennials have their rent paid by their parents, according to the new poll in Virginia, which shows a high number of young adults having at least one bill footed by their mothers or fathers. The one poll chartway credit union survey found that almost one quarter, 24% of millennials polled said their parents cover their rent. A larger number, meanwhile, 35% claim that they still have at least one bill on their parents' tab. Nearly three-quarters of the respondents said their plan is to uh, uptake more of their own bills in the near future. Among the most common bills paid for, according to the uh, survey, are rent, utilities, and groceries. Pretty alarming, isn't it? Millennials getting their bills paid by their parents. Well, the U.S. Sec uh, military is currently monitoring a suspected Chinese spy balloon that's been hovering for several days over the northern United States. Pentagon uh, Press Secretary Brigadier General Pat Ryder said in a statement on Thursday that the high-altitude surveillance balloon poses no immediate threat to the United States and will be monitored for the time being. The U.S. government, including NORAD, uh, continued to track the monitor and monitor it closely. The balloon is currently traveling at an altitude well above commercial air traffic and does not present any military or physical threat to people on the ground. Instances of this kind of balloon activity have been observed previously over the past several years, although there's been no press about it. Once the balloon was detected, the U.S. government acted immediately to protect against the collection of sensitive data. According to the NBC News, the balloon was initially spotted over Billings, Montana, after it had flown over the Aleutian Islands and through Canada. The exact whereabouts of the balloon remain unknown to the public at this time. As I understand it, there's another balloon in Canada <laughs> coming our way. Currently, we assess this balloon has a limited additive value for the intelligence collection perspective over and above what the PRC can do other, by other means. Nevertheless, we are taking all necessary steps to protect against foreign intelligence collection of sensitive uh, data. The, uh, on Wednesday, Secretary of uh, Defense Lloyd Austin convened a meeting of uh, senior military and defense leaders, including uh, Milley, Mark Milley, and uh, uh, General Glenn Van Herc and other combatant uh, commanders. The leaders reviewed the threat profile of the Chinese stratospheric balloon and uh, possible response options and ultimately decided to do, do nothing. <laughs> President Biden was uh, briefed on this, and he said, yeah, okay, we'll do nothing. Instances of activity have been observed uh, over past several years, including prior to this administration, said a senior official. We acted immediately to protect against the collection of sensitive data. Uh, U.S. officials strongly believe the balloon belongs to China, and while this type of activity has occurred previously, officials noted that the balloon floated above the United States longer than uh, usual. So uh, we're going to do nothing. I don't know why they announced it, if in fact they plan on doing nothing, but they did. And it uh, seems to me they should, uh, there should be consequences. Did anybody talk to officials in China? And by the way, our Secretary of State is planning to uh, go to China and uh, visit with the authorities there in China uh, in the next couple of days, wondering if there's, this is coordinated or in some way. It's kind of interesting. seems to me... Uh, that balloon doesn't belong in our airspace, and we should do something about it.
Well, <laughs> this is a lot of theatrics, but uh, squad member Representative Rashida Talib from Michigan raised on the U.S. House floor uh, raged Thursday after uh, Republicans removed openly anti-Semitic Representative Elon Omar. You may remember her. She's the one that married her brother in order to get citizenship here in the United States. Anyhow, they're going to eliminate her from the Foreign uh, House Foreign Affairs Committee, echoing sentiments already expressed by far-left Representative Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, uh, Tlaib essentially accused Republicans of wrongfully targeting her. Tlaib even began to cry as she shouted until her time was up. She was repeatedly told to do so, and the mic was finally cut off. She was just in a rage. She was totally out of control. Uh, You're showing who you are, she screamed. I will not be silent. The Congresswoman Omar, I am so sorry that your country is failing you today through this chamber. Uh, You belong on the committee. Well, you know what? Omar is a anti-Semite, and she's proven it by her spoken speech and what comments that she's made in the past. I don't think that person belongs on the Foreign Affairs Committee. Other squad members, Alina Presley, Ayanna Presley at AOC, also spoke out in favor of uh, Omar, who's accused uh, Republicans of sexism, racism, Islamophobia, and who knows what else. Uh, Consistency, there's nothing consistent about the Republican Party's continued attacks except for racism and incitement of violence against women of color in this body. (laughs) Ocasio, of course, that says, it just makes you smile. These people can learn nothing. They just have a continuous loop of misinformation. And instead of learning something from the experience, uh, they decide that they're going to protest and scream about it. Omar, who, when defending herself, said that the debate about ousting her centers on who gets to be an American, who op- opinions do we have to have to be counted as Americans. This is an idea that you are suspect if you are an immigrant or if you are come from certain parts of the world or certain skin tone or Muslim, she said, in uh, playing the victim card. In a floor speech uh, prior to the vote on whether to oust Omar, Representative Michael Lawler said that ousting the congressman who had spoken unfavorably about Israel and his alleged uh, holdover from Congress is not about vengeance and retribution. It's about accountability, and it certainly is. No one who peddles an anti-Semitic activity, however, or language should have any right to serve on the House Foreign Affairs Committee, which has an incredibly important role to play in partnering with our strongest ally, the state of Israel, Lawler added. <laughs> I just, you know, these people learn nothing. I heard Tucker Carlson say, you know what, the Democrat Party is the party of weak men and angry women. And uh, certainly they demonstrated that yesterday. Well, House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries spoke out against a House resolution that would condemn the horrors of socialism, arguing that it's a fraudulent resolution that would undermine, I'm not kidding, he really said this, House Democrats' agenda. Cuban-American Representative Maria Elvira Salazar introduced an anti-socialism resolution, a symbolic move that declares the country founded on the belief in the sanctity of the individual to which the collectivistic system of socialism in all forms is fundamentally and necessarily opposed. The text of the resolution notes that many of the greatest crimes in history were committed by socialist ideologues like Vladimir Lenin, uh, Joseph Stalin, and Hugo Chavez. 
whereas socialist ideology necessitates a concentration of power that in time and time again collapsed in communist regimes, totalitarian rule, and brutal dictatorships, the resolution states. However, Jeffries, and I'm going to repeat this, argued that anti-socialism resolution would undermine the House Democrat agenda. I'm not kidding. He really said that. I'm sure you've heard about uh, Hunter Biden's uh, all of a sudden attacking the other day, I guess two days ago. uh, He and his legal team sent a slew of letters to government agencies on Wednesday demanding investigations into the dissemination of material from his laptop, which also threatened to sue Fox News host Tucker Carlson, a source familiar with the letters obtained by CBS News, indicated that the outlet that the scandal-plagued Biden intends to take the initiative in combating negative press and Republican-led investigations. He's not going to sit quietly by uh, questionable characters including uh, continue to violate his rights and media organizations peddling lies to defame him, the source said. A letter to Carlson demands that Fox hosts retract statements saying, describing a money laundering scheme connected to Biden, allegedly paying his father rent money. The letter acknowledges that other outlets have retracted such claims. Anyhow, he goes on and on about this. And then the next day, yesterday, he says, uh, his attorney said, well, wait a minute now, Hunter is not acknowledging the laptop is in fact his. This is despite the fact that the letters were sent yesterday to do several individuals regarding his laptop. What a crock. Can't get their story straight. And uh, once you start to lie, what is the old saying? Uh, well, I've forgotten now. But in any event, it's, uh, it's a sad story indeed. That's, the walls are beginning to close in on Hunter Biden and therefore Joe Biden as well. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with William Yateman. He is a senior legal fellow with the Pacific Legal Foundation. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Mm-hmm. 
Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the uh, on the show. It's brought to you in part by internationalhealthplans.com. If you're planning on traveling abroad, most health insurance plans don't cover international travel. And you want to be able to travel with confidence with international health insurance. So visit internationalhealthplans.com, internationalhealthplans.com. Uh, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Catherine Hallen and the Outreach Coordinator for the Community Pregnancy Clinics. Right now we have with us William Yateman. He is a Senior Legal Fellow with the Pacific Legal Foundation. William, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on, Bob. Always a pleasure, William. Tell us about the Pacific Legal Foundation. You bet. We're a legal nonprofit, and we defend Americans from government overreach and abuse. Terrific organization. PacificLegal.org is the uh, website. So uh, maybe you could bring us up to date what's happening now with the uh, documents, uh, the classified documents issue that's uh, flying around uh, now with many people. <laughs> you bet. Um, so I guess at last, a bit of good news for uh, President Biden on this front. Um, the FBI has uh, concluded that uh, one of his, at least one of his properties doesn't have classified information. Um, so this comes after a search of his Rehoboth beach home, um, and was conducted, I believe, on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. But if you're keeping score at home, that's five batches of classified documents across two properties um, that Biden had access to, both his, his office at a think tank and his, his private residence, but evidently not at his beach home. Um, the other big news on this front this week um, pertains to uh, Biden's claim to be to have, uh, being fully transparent. I mean, this is oft repeated claim. Um, so we learned from House Oversight Chairman, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer, that evidently the National Archives told him in a meeting that someone at the White House, um, and you know it, it must have been high up, but told them to clam up um, when they first learned of the first batch being discovered at uh, the Biden think tank. This is before the congressional midterm elections in November. Um, so that certainly seems to undercut their claims to full transparency. And it does raise the question of who at the White House, who it was either someone at the White House or some of the Justice Department, um, ultimately gave this order to, uh, the, the, I guess, uh, uh, what do they call it? A gag order, if you will. Yeah. Um, so that's a big deal. And then the other uh, evolving issue on this front is that the Senate Intelligence Committee 
um, both the chairman, the Democrat, Mark Warner, and the ranking member, uh, Rubio from Florida, they're fed up with the Department of Justice's uh, stonewalling on this issue. So they've been requesting documents from both the Trump investigation and the Biden investigation. Um, they're getting absolutely nowhere with the hmm. Justice Department. And this week they, in essence, said uh, enough is enough. And they're putting, quote, unquote, all options on the table um, with respect to compelling uh, the release of this information uh, to, again, the Senate Intelligence Committee. So that's not just coming from the Republicans. That's coming from, again, both the Democrat chair of the committee, Mark Warner, and the Republicans. Um, so the White House could, uh, to the extent the White House is not being fully transparent, <laughs> as it, it often repeats, um, it could face some consequences, some bipartisan consequences coming out of Congress. Good news there. I, I still believe that uh, there's, I think there's 17 pallets of documents delivered to the University of Delaware back, I think it was uh, 2010 or 9, and uh, lots of documents. It makes me wonder if there are not some confidential or classified documents there as well. I wonder if they're ever, ever going to investigate that. That's a great point. So I, I direct your listeners to a very interesting op-ed written this week for Fox News by Jonathan Turley, Professor Jonathan Turley at George Washington University. And he's actually been harping about this issue for a number of years, even before this latest classified documents in Broglio. Um, but the long and short of it is, uh, just as you intimate, the University of Delaware has uh, a trove of uh, multiple pallets of Biden documents and uh, has fought tooth and nail to avoid any public scrutiny whatsoever. And uh, the, the accusation leveled by Professor Turley is that, in essence, um, uh, the University of Delaware is uh, uh, laundering, I guess, if you will, these documents. I mean, they're under this claim of uh, academic privilege or some sort <laughs> that they're trying to ward off any uh, public scrutiny of, of again, yeah. this trove of documents that, given what we've learned over the last month, um, very well could contain classified material. So that is a, a troubling issue one that uh, evidently has been brewing for a while and one that, unfortunately, the University of Delaware seems dug in on. Yeah, but they're handling it in a very transparent way, I'm sure. Yeah, fully, <laughs> fully transparent. <laughs> so, before I let you go, I was wondering if you make any comments at all about the debt ceiling uh, debate, uh, discussions between Biden and McCarthy. Well, indeed, very briefly. Um, so they met this week. We, we passed officially the debt ceiling uh, $31.4 trillion a couple of weeks ago, as we've discussed. Um, that means the Treasury D Department starts, quote-unquote, extraordinary measures that's moving around money to ensure that the government uh, pays its bills. Um, uh, the big news this week, McCarthy did indeed meet uh, with Biden. Um, Biden maintains his position that he's unwilling whatsoever to negotiate. Um, the other sort of big news on this front this week, positive news, was that 24 Republican senators sent a letter to President Biden backing the House Republicans' effort to tie any debt ceiling increase to spending cuts. And that's the first time that Senate Republicans have publicly come out in support of uh, this House effort. So it is uh, this is an evolving front, um, but that was a bit of positive news, as was the fact that Biden is at least willing to meet with McCarthy, even if he continues to uh, avow this uh, no compromise, no negotiation stance. 
I also uh, heard that Manchin said that it'd be a good thing to cut the uh, spending by 10 to 15 percent. So that's a signal that there there might be some resistance from the Democrats as well. And, of course, the polling is demonstrating that Americans, both Democrat and Republican, want to see some spending cuts as well. So this may be stacking up against the administration. For, from your lips to God's ear. <laughs> William Yateman, again, Senior Legal Fellow at the Pacific Legal Foundation. PacificLegal.org is a very robust website. I hope you'll check it out. William, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on, Bob. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Catherine Hallen, and she is the Outreach Coordinator for a terrific organization. It's the Community Pregnancy Clinic. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratospel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. We get the politics, we know the policy, and uh, the Foundation for Government Accountability prepares your elected officials to win in the legislature. The website is the FGA. TheFGA.org. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with uh, Larry Bell and Dodd, professor at the University of Houston in space architecture. Right now we have with us Catherine Hallinan. She is the outreach coordinator for the community pregnancy clinics. Catherine, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Thank you so much, Bob, for having me. Well, it's my pleasure. Tell us about the community pregnancy clinics. Absolutely. So we're actually the largest system of pregnancy centers in the state of Florida and one of the largest systems in the entire country, which is awesome. Our clinics are in Naples, Fort Myers, Sarasota, and Gainesville. So we're really making a statewide impact here in Florida. Right, and uh, it's, it really stands in juxtaposition to Planned Parenthood. I mean, your mission is around 
maybe making sure that uh, young people who have an unexpected uh, uh, pregnancy are making an informed decision about their about their choices. Right. Yes. Yeah. So we're definitely different from Planned Parenthood. While they're pushing abortion on so many women, we are simply providing women with medically accurate information about all of their pregnancy options. So what parenting would look like, adoption would look like, what is the reality of abortion and the mental, emotional, and spiritual risks of having an abortion. And we're just um, in existence to show women care, compassion, and give them choices every single day. You know, and it's got, uh, for when there's an unexpected pregnancy, it, it, I'm quite certain could be quite a lonely and, uh, experience. And uh, where do you turn? Uh, I, I think you published a story about a young woman who'd uh, uh, had an unexpected pregnancy and her mother encouraged her to get an abortion. Maybe you could tell us the story. Yeah, of course. So that was up at one of our clinics up north in Florida. And this young woman, she was a student at the University of Florida, came to our clinic looking for help shared that um, her mom was really encouraging her to get an abortion, and she was just distraught and had tunnel vision, which most of the women who come to us and they're in crisis do, right? They can't see clearly, think clearly, and our counselors just try to help them expand their scope of vision and help them to see that it's going to be okay. Yeah. This poor young woman was, you know, so distraught. She did leave our clinic, went to Planned Parenthood, where they prescribed her the chemical abortion pills, she took the first one, went home that night, regretted her decision. Thank God she went online um, where we are pushing our Google ads with our SEOs and our keywords. And she found, thankfully, the abortion pill um, reversal network. So she did get prescribed the abortion pill reversal, got connected back with our clinic. And then our clinic just supported her throughout her pregnancy. And she has a healthy little baby now. Uh, it's a great story indeed. So, uh, and, and that's the thing when you're in crisis. Uh, many times you don't see all the options that you have. You don't think clearly. So, uh, what a great service! Uh, and, and you've been around for years, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah, so our first clinic in Naples opened in 1974, just months after Roe versus Wade was originally passed. So, we've been serving women for 49 years now. I understand. Uh, how do you pay for this? Uh, this there's a lot of services here. Do do they charge the women for the services you provide? No. So all of our services are free. They're confidential. We are just in existence to serve these women. So we are privately funded um, through donations. So people can support us. Make a donation through supportcpci.com/donate. There's a big event you've got coming up in February. Maybe you can tell us about it. Yeah. So that's our annual. Celebration of Life is called the Your Community for Life event. It's happening on February 25th at the Ritz-Carlton um, Tiburon in Naples. And Kaylee McEnany, the former White House Press sec Secretary, will be our um, featured speaker. So we're so excited just to get all of our supporters, anyone who's curious about our mission, together and just celebrate life. It's going to be great. It is going to be great. I've been to many, many of these uh, events, and uh, Tucker Carlson, you had some great speakers. They had uh, mm -hmm. Governor Huckabee and, and others, just uh, great speakers, all with the same message about the important work that the, that the Community Pregnancy Clinics is doing. How do we go about getting tickets? So you can go to our website, supportcpci.com slash events, to register for our event on February 25th. Wonderful. I really appreciate your commentary here on the show. Catherine Hallen, again, Outreach Coordinator with the Community Pregnancy Clinics. And again, give us the website. 
supportcpci.com. Supportcpci.com. Catherine, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Thank you so much, Bob. Have a great day. You as well. Thank you so much. Well, you know, uh, uh, the times are changing, and trends in funeral services are no exception. The traditional somber, former, formal affair marking one's passing is tra- transitioning into a celebratory event where family and friends can gather more casually in a relaxed setting that incorporates the comforts of home. So on Sunday, February the uh, 19th, Hodges Life Celebration Center, located at 25051 South Tamiami Trail in Bonita Springs, will host a community open house and reception from 2 to 4 p.m. with a ribbon cutting uh, and champagne toast at 3.15 p.m. The new facility reflects the latest innovation in funeral services by the Hodges brand. In fact, Michelle Matusin mentioned that it's a dynamic in its capacity to accommodate both traditional and non-traditional funerals and memorials, but we are eager also to extend our facility to the community as a gathering place for those wanting to host a special brunch or luncheon amongst their friends. So uh, it's going to be aggressive. And by the way, the special guest will be Mrs. Thelma Hodges. She's 94 years old. She's a remarkable woman. I had the pleasure of uh, sitting next to her and having a conversation with her at a, at a recent event. She's the widow of the founder, uh, Earl Hodges, who passed in 2013. And the two arrived in uh, 1955 in Naples and when it was just considered a fishing village. Uh, she's one of the three founding nurses of NCH, and he's a retire- returning veteran, mortician from the uh, Korean War. Anyhow, they had dinner together and ended up 55 years. They were married for 55 years. Anyhow, she's a wonderful woman, and it's going to be a great event. And it's really special because things are changing indeed. You can make reservations. It's no cost for this, by the way. You can make reservations by calling 366-5333. That's 366-35, excuse me, 5333. Again, uh, reservations aren't necessary, but it would be appreciated. 366-5333. That again, that is on February the 19th on Sunday from uh, 2 to 4 p.m. All right, we're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Thank you. 
you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me, and he'll help you too. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Golf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences and also put on terrific performances. You can visit the website to get tickets and learn more by going to golfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us the uh, Chief Advancement Officer for our Golf Shore Playhouse, uh, Kim Dye. Kim, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. My pleasure, Bob. Good morning. Thank you, Kim. Maybe you could expand the, tell us a little bit more about Golf Shore Playhouse. Well, for uh, the last almost 19 years, Golf Shore Playhouse has been Naples' premier professional theater, which means that we bring uh, professional stars from Broadway, from television, from film to Naples, Florida, to put on and produce wonderful uh, professional productions for the community. And we are completely under construction on the brand new Baker Theater and Education Center. So we've been performing for most of those years uh, in a really intimate venue at the Norris Center. And now we are um, underway to build this beautiful 40,000 square foot facility with two theaters, uh, six bars and concession areas, beautiful gardens, rehearsal spaces, event spaces. Um, and Bob, I don't know if you've driven by the corner of Goodlit frank and first avenue south lately but my goodness the building is taking shape 5200 pieces of steel are being put up on that building between now and the end of march you can see the building's curves you can start to see some of the framework for the walls going up it's extremely exciting all the while putting on great performances as i understand it camelot is coming up february the 11th through march the 12th at gulf shore playhouse at the uh, north uh, uh center in downtown naples but this event i mean you're as i understand it you're putting a the final topping of the steel uh, beam on the playhouse sometime in the next week or so uh yes so february 10th is our official ceremonial topping out ceremony so uh traditionally in the construction industry which I've, i've now learned is that you do a topping out of the building when you put that very last beam up on on its um on its structure but of course for us that will occur like in this very back corner of the building nobody would be able to see it so what we're doing instead is celebrating putting on the highest beam and that will occur on uh, February 10th right there on the land and we're going to have um, 100 150 of our closest friends our investors supporters there to uh, to watch it go up and in the days prior uh, wonderful folks like you are invited to come and pre-sign that beam so their names will be forever a part of history when that beam is placed. It's just one more of our milestones 
in this amazing construction process. It is indeed. And I must uh, tell you, I've, this is near and dear to my heart. I was a uh, board chairman of Gulf Shore Playhouse for 15 years when it really got started. And to me, it's so thrilling to see it come to this kind of fruition in terms of a 40,000 performing arts center. And one of the things that also, uh, there's a tremendous, terrific program for education, educational program for kids at, at Gulf Shore Playhouse as well. You know, we uh, half of the building, so it's 40,000 square feet, half of it is completely dedicated to those education programs, Bob. And here, here's what's crazy is yesterday I was just talking with the education team that's growing and growing, and we're in these uh, still temporary administrative spaces. And we're out of places to put staff because we're growing so much. And there are just so many educational offerings for our community. So about 14,000 people currently are uh, taking part in our programs, and whether that's our Think Theater program that's right inside of the schools, whether it's our camps and our classes that are taking place in the Norris Center and in Fleshman Park at some points in time because we're, uh, we're tight on space, whether it's our touring production of Remember the Story of A Price, which is about a local Holocaust survivor, or all of our various community partnerships with the Boys and Girls Club, with Artist Naples, uh, we have an amazing educational program, and that's why it's called the Baker Theater and Education Center, because Kristen Corey has been committed to making sure that we educate uh, from cradle to grave everyone about the performing arts. Absolutely. Again, uh, and uh, Kristen Corey is the producing artistic director of Gulf Shore Playhouse, and uh, just an amazing leader and extremely artistic, uh, artistically gifted uh, individual. So she's doing a terrific job at uh, Gulf Shore Playhouse. And what I just like to mention, I, it's so moving and inspirational to me to see young people who are getting an opportunity to get up and perform, to do something in front of other people. It builds confidence. It gives, uh, builds uh, self-respect. There's just so many reasons why this is beneficial to young people, and it's just a terrific, terrific opportunity for young people to get involved. Indeed. You know, it's not just about putting on a show in a theater, right? So, you know, whether a child will grow up and um, actually perform on Broadway or whether their stage is in a, a boardroom or maybe they're an attorney or maybe they're, you know, a graphic artist, uh, the performing arts really all do give us that confidence, that public speaking uh, ability. I wouldn't be surprised if you had performing arts. Uh, experience in your background, Bob. Well, <laughs> I did indeed. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just want to encourage our listeners to, uh, to get involved. It's a terrific organization. It is uh, so important. And uh, just uh, tell us about, you have a website and you've got, you can find out more about the plays that are being uh, performed. So tell, what is the website? So it's golfshoreplayhouse.org. You're right, Camelot is about to open and um, I don't know, I had a, a board member uh, say just very recently, he wouldn't be surprised, Bob, if this is the best show we've ever put on in our history. We have eight professional actors in town. Uh, we actually have one of our student performers for the first time in one of our professional shows. And then we have three uh, orchestral members as well. So it is the story of Camelot uh, done in true Gulf Shore Playhouse uh, flair and style directed by our very own uh, beloved Jeffrey Binder. I cannot wait for opening night, which I have to tell you is sold out. Uh, but we do have tickets for uh, other shows, but they are selling very quickly. So golfshoreplayhouse.org, that's where you can follow the campaign's progress or get your tickets for uh, Camelot or any of the remaining shows of the season. 
Absolutely. And, and by the way, uh, Kim, are there uh, opportunities to participate in the fundraising for the building? I'm so glad you asked because I, I'm sure I would get a pink slip if we didn't talk about that. <laughs> so we're about uh, 90% of the way there. And this is always the hardest part of the campaign, Bob, you know, that tail end where folks are just certain that we're going to get it done. And so they might work on their laurels, but there is a variety of ways. Uh, of course, there are great naming opportunities for our larger leadership gifts. Or if folks have been um, longtime patrons or supporters of Gulf Shore and they just like coming to the theater, there are ways to actually name a seat in the brand new Moran main stage in the Baker Theater and Education Center. So when you go to gulfshoreplayhouse.org, on the very top left-hand corner is a button that says Next Stage Campaign. Click on that. All of our naming opportunities are there. I'm sure somebody can track me down through you. And uh, this is your way to, to make history. But we're running out of time. Uh, believe it or not, I mean, with this building taking shape, we will probably uh, wrap up this campaign this season. So if folks want to get involved, do not wait any longer. Uh, make sure that you reach out at gulfshoreplayhouse.org, and we'll get you to be a part of that historic moment in Naples, Florida history. Oh, well, thank you, Kim. And a final question. Uh, when do you think we'll be opening the new playhouse? Uh, so if all goes to plan and we don't have any more delays, because I know that you know that we were delayed for about three months after Hurricane Ian, sure. I think they're going to give us the keys to the castle uh, in the spring of 2024. We hope to throw a big uh, series of parties for all of our friends before everyone leaves uh, around Easter. And then we should, in the fall of 2024, have our very first performances on both the Moran Main Stage and in the Struthers Studio Theater as well. So fingers crossed. Oh, my goodness. That's, that's about a year away, Bob. It's, it's, it's coming right up. It's, I can't believe that 19 years has already passed in our history. It's just unbelievable. Again, uh, Kim Dye, uh, Chief Advancement Officer of uh, Gulf Shore Playhouse. I hope you'll, again, visit gulfshoreplayhouse.org. Kim, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much, Bob. Have a great day. You as well. Thank you so much. All right, uh, coming up, uh, we're going to be visiting with Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston of Space Architecture. I do want to remind you that tomorrow, from 10 a.m. until 1 p.m., the Collier Senior Center in Golden Gate is putting on a health and wellness uh, session. You can actually, it's at 4898 Coronado Parkway. That's where the Collier Senior Center is located in Naples. It's being held in conjunction with My Care Medical. The free event provides older adults and caregivers access to local resources on aging well, gift bags for the first 100 guests, music, opportunity to socialize, and more. It's really a terrific opportunity. So you can RSVP by giving Esmeralda a call at 399-0199, 399-0199. Okay, we're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 
325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice are the popular Eden Bar, the Intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. We have with us Professor Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture. Prolific author, by the way. He's written at least a dozen books. His latest is Architectures Beyond Boxes and Boundaries, My Life by Design. Somewhat autobiographical, but a great lesson in terms of uh, the success that he's had in his life in so many different areas. Professor Larry Bell, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. And Bob, I always enjoy it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Professor. So you also write a column for Newsmax.com. It's called On Point. The latest is how badly has China compromised Biden? The evidence is mounting, and it looks like pretty badly. Maybe you can tell us about it. You know, we know that China is very aggressively uh, conducting espionage and brings antics in the U.S. and and most recently, of course, sort of tracking this Chinese uh, balloon that apparently is taking taking data over our areas and missile sites and so on. So China is an ongoing um, issue, and I've written about this in the past. With um, and we have you know the Swalwell incident and where he was Fang Fang and his famous, uh, uh, I guess I have to call it lover, uh, spy lover. Uh, and us and Diane Feinstein's chauffeur was believed to be a, a, a China spy and so on. But to look at the at the at the, uh, the Biden family, and I write I write in this article that uh, there's a there's a professor in um, Beijing that was. And they talk about how they had, and I, I have a link to that, uh, you know, to, to that uh, speech that he gave, that talking about how they had infiltrated the highest levels of the U.S. government. And then in, in parallel with that, we see, uh, and he specifically mentioned Hunter Biden and, and Joe and how they're 
they're compromised. But then we look at some, you know, some real evidence of you know, the Biden family. And according to Washington, the New York Post, uh, and Peter Schweitzer does a lot of uh, research for them and so on. That Biden family has done five deals in China, totaling thirty-one million dollars, by his count. And every one of them has directs to Chinese intelligence, and you know, and as he mentions, reaching the very top of the China spy agency. And mm. and uh, Schweitzer also says that Joe Biden uh, has personally benefited from all of them financially. So I think we're going to see an awful lot of that, of course, addressed by the you know, the House Oversight and Judicial Committees uh, coming up. And I think we can also imagine that we'll see the Biden DOJ circling their wagons around Hunter and, uh, and Jim Biden and, uh, and, and leading to uh, Joe and so on. Uh, but there's so many, so many areas where there's been money exchanges and big deals, uh, We've heard about 10% for the big guy, you know, from the CEFC, a uh, uh, Chinese energy company, and a three and a half carat diamond ring, it seems, or diamond that seems to have somehow disappeared, and $100,000 shopping trip, and all this, all this stuff that is really ugly, and it looks like, for all the world, like influence peddling. Mm-hmm. And and then you, you wonder, well, uh, we're seeing we seeing uh, uh, policy responses. You know, I say responses, but Biden policies that appear to be very soft on on China, the selling of uh, or oil to the from the strategic petroleum, uh, petroleum reserve to China, and we see China uh, Biden ending the, Trump's. China initiative, which was to uh, curtail Chinese you know, sending spies into all the university systems and and, and trying to address that and and uh, so there's a lot of you know there's a lot of issues and concerns that certainly Biden looks compromised and with a lot of the policies that we're seeing uh, uh, in see soft on, on China policies, uh, this is coming at a time when uh, Biden looks for all the world like a, like a very compromised individual uh, where these family deals are, are uh, you know, and, and we look, you know, the, the Biden Penn Center uh, deal where they found all the, Classified documents, uh, at least one one cache of, of these of these documents, and we 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 now know that a lot of that a huge number of uh, Chinese donations to that to that organization, and and those documents took a rather circuitous path, where they were stored in Chinatown for in Washington D.C. for half a year, and we now learned that hunters. Hunter had uh, uh, helped set up that Biden Center, and and there's just all of these really really uh, murky 
uh, connections between Hunter, China, you know, the Biden family, and so on. And, and uh, if, of course, if this were anyone else, and certainly a Trump, uh, it would be a national disgrace. Absolutely. And it's coming full circle. It raises the question. I don't know if there's any connection. It may, there may not be. But why are we just allowing this balloon to hang over the United States and gather information? And, uh, you know, Biden's response is, well, you know, we've got this pretty well covered. There's nothing to see here. You know, uh, it just raises the question about is he doing that because he's been compromised with the Communist Chinese Party? Yeah, I think the balloon is, I have no insight into that balloon thing, uh, what it means, why we're, you know, why we're allowing it to be there. Are we, uh, are we collecting data on what they're collecting to find out what, where, where their interest lies and so on, which we probably already know. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that, but, but it lends a, a, a great deal of uncertainty, not only for U.S., but for our allies in terms of mm-hmm. how compromised are we as a country because of, uh, you know, because of these very, very murky connections between Biden family and, and these deals. And, and, and I also mentioned in the article that, you know, China, this professor particularly talked about how, you know, recognized that Biden is so compromised with regard to Ukraine policy and Russian policy. He takes this money from the, you know, the mayor of, uh, the form, you know, the wife of a former mayor, and both uh, money, you know, money that goes into his real estate investment, you know, this real estate investment fund, and and so on, and and so there's, and then we we there's an email that was discovered that he asked for some fifty thousand dollars or more from Alcoa to give them uh, information, secret information on. Russian oligarchs. Well, you know how does Biden? You know, you know how, how does he claim to be an expert on Russian oligarchs? Other than that, he's he certainly worked with them and and and, and connected with them. And we and we find this another email where uh, to Devon Archer, his, his partner at Burisma in Ukraine, and it appears to be taken from the State Department. Briefings, uh, uh, and 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 they address uh, uh, you know, U- Ukraine impacts and influences on on their business plan, and it seems like that was at a time when Hunter was marketing himself for this charisma board position, yeah. which paid him you know four million dollars over five years, and you know it's really, really, really uh, ugly stuff. It certainly is, Professor, and, uh, you know, I think my personal, you know, if if you use the scientific method, I believe what would you do is you just posit the theory that uh, Biden has been compromised by the activities of his son uh, by selling influence with the Communist Chinese Party and then test that hypothesis <laughs> against the evidence that you find. I, my, my personal belief, you'd find out that it's true. Well, even the even the appearance of being compromised compromises you, yeah, because it puts all foreign policies into question and what the, what the motivations are, and 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 I think the public wants confidence in their in their government leadership that they're the government's looking and the leaders are looking after their after their interests, and and, and the same with our allies, you know that 
mean, whether whether you can whether they're actually compromised or whether you can whether you can prove you know that A caused B and so on, influence peddling and so on. The very suspicion and and the fact that there's no response to it. There's nothing. The DOJ is doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. That you know to 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 uh, comfort the public that anyone's looking after our interests. That's right. Professor, again, Professor Larry Belt, the endowed professor at University of Houston. Newsmax column is on point, and the column is how badly has China compromised Biden. I hope you'll check it out. Professor, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. It was always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Professor. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Also, uh, Lulabee's Diner, the uh, Green Tree Shopping Center, offering dinner Wednesday through Saturday night. Check it out. It's great. Great food and great opportunity for a casual dinner. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center. Uh, that's a wrap on today's show. I hope you'll join us on Monday. Mark Schulman, the founder and publisher of HistoryCentral.com, will be joining us. Larry Reed, he is the uh, professor, I'm sorry, president emeritus of the Foundation for Economic education and jim mctagg former barons washington bureau chief will be with us as well always appreciate your comments on the show you can send me an email at bob harden at hotmail.com i hope you make it a great day and weekend on the paradise coast or wherever you are namaste so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>